Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book, and no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders! We're also brought to you by SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use promo code ODDS. O-D-D-S. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. This is an exciting week. Tate is back. Tate Frazier. Master Tate. He was in Hawaii. Yes. Maui Tate now. You're Maui Tate? I've changed it. Yeah. Now I'm officially Maui Tate, uh, at least for like five more days. And then I'm going to, once this tan goes away and I'm, I stop being so happy and, you know, blinded by rainbows and sunshine. Yeah. Uh, then, then I'll get dark and cynical again. But for now, I'm pretty happy, Sal. But I am happy to be back here. I missed you guys. You're pretty dark right now. I don't know about cynical, but you really, you came in here looking like Mario Lopez all of a sudden. I love it. I love it. It's throwing hand signals all over the place, but we'll talk about that in a second. But let's bring in my boys here. All three Degenerate Trifecta members won, and we have a guy keeping track of this. He says that's a second time in 53 weeks that's happened. That can't be. But listen, let's talk about it with my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the Degenerate Trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the Parlay Kid. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? There you go. Well, we have Tate back. The whole group is back. Tate said he missed us the most. I don't know if anyone else on the ringer is listening, but that could cause some trouble. They're not. I appreciate it. I, I like, had to get married to go to Hawaii. Like that's uh, I had to find rich friends to go to Hawaii. So, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's sort easy. Of, it's the same thing. No, you, know? you don't You're have just to get a plus married. One. You're always just a plus one. There's no reason to uh, to wed now for you. But all right, <laughs> um, if you do want to get married and you want to make money, these are the guys you want to talk to. Brother Bry, I was on your bet. We do a thing where it's called Sharp Tank. You guys pitch me your bets. I buy one of them. I think I've bought yours three weeks in a row or two. Is it two? Three weeks. Three weeks, three in, weeks a in a row. This is a winner, and it was the most exciting winner. I think these other guys won pretty easily. Uh, we had the Raiders minus two and a half, which was a suspicious line over the Browns. I thought they were better. I thought the Browns were always the Browns, and it turned out to be the right call. Yeah, what a crazy game, right? I, I wanted – we were in the fourth quarter. I wanted everybody fired. I wanted Gruden gone. I wanted to get rid of Carr. I was all set on uh, just rooting for the Bears or somebody else this, uh, for the rest of the year, but uh, we came back. We did it. Yeah. We did it. It was exciting. Uh, we probably shouldn't have won that game. We got a couple of breaks, but I'll take it. The Raiders never get breaks. So. Yeah. You know, they isolated a line that Simmons uh, regurgitated to me on the pod, our podcast. We shot, uh, did it Sunday night, and he says, the Browns are good. Their players are good. And now that when I saw it in print enough times, I'm like, no. The Browns are bad. Their players are good. I think that's the difference right now. And it's not the lovable loser Browns that we're used to, the Hugh Jackson, you know, whatever they're expected to lose. Now you have exciting players on both sides of the ball, but they're still losers. And they shouldn't get two and a half on the road. Right, Tate? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they are still losers. That's the best way. But I will say this. If you're a Hard Knocks fan and you've just been watching the Browns and that's what you care yeah. about, it's been entertaining at least, right? Of course. I mean, every single game they've played in has been fun to watch, which we yeah. can never say before. So well, good may- job. Maybe here. they'll turn it around. Even this week, um, 
where are now? I can't even remember. Oh, the Ravens are laying three at Cleveland. I don't know. I don't get it. I would never feel comfortable getting three <laughs> points with them. Uh, parlay kid, you hit on everything. You had a parlay. I passed on it. I liked it. I know you had the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Who did you have on that parlay? It's a money line parlay. I had the Rams, the Patriots, about as easy as you can get. Yeah. And then I finished it off with the Chargers and. Yeah. Oh man, that was a little scary with the 49ers there. I, mean, I didn't. I that wasn't think great. It should have been, but uh, 49ers jumped out to an early double-digit lead, and uh, you know, Chargers came back and then had to hang on at the end for dear life, right there. So, I, yeah. but Sal, you're you're red hot. You're the best out of all of us, right? Four and zero, four and zero. So if you started with the hundred bucks mm-hmm. and just kept betting my bets, you'd have over twenty six hundred dollars. Wow! Now. So, wow. Um, Congratulations to nobody who did that. But, um, <laughs> uh, sadly, no, sadly, including yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> Barely right. It's uh, true. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was scared. I had the Chargers. You know, I did. I, I almost bet that anyway. <laughs> that parlay, I had it on a whole bunch of things. But uh, uh, yeah, the Chargers scary. Rivers throws a pick six uh, to start the game off. But then they're up like nine. I don't know if they were up nine with the ball or what happened, but. Bethard, who looked like he was going to be out, it looked like he was crippled one play, comes back, yeah. throws that pass to Kittles. Nobody's nobody's interested in tackling him. He goes like 75 yards for a touch. I'm like, holy crap, this is going to be a close game. And then there was a, a turnover at the end. But uh, the Niners, uh, I think, Brother Brian, we bet, the, uh, we bet them under six wins. It was on Bovada, I think, and, you know, last week. And that was looking scary for a second. I know, scary right off the bat. But even yeah. I was still thinking, I was like, all right, well, even after this, they have to win. Yeah. They still have to win five games. Right, so that's I true. think that, uh, yeah, we did that during rapid fire, but that was uh, that was a great bet. I'm yeah, a, I I'm, love that one. I'm still happy with that. All right, Harry, you had the Monday night game. You made us wait it out. Now, here's the thing. You took, what What did you take? You took the points. I had Denver plus five and a half, but I bought it up to six at minus 120. Hmm. Now, welcome to my world, Harry, because he posts Monday night that, yep, I had Broncos plus six points. I was like, good luck, Harry. Spend the next three days explaining why you had plus six points and how you bought the half point, and this was Thursday's line and not Monday's line. But that's, you really have to. I understand. I get it now. Look, I'm I'm, I'm a newbie. I'm a neophyte to Twitter, so now I get it. I understand. But still, uh, if people are listening to the show, they know on Wednesday that the line was five and a half, so that's what we explained. Right. Denver was uh, up at three at half. Their defense was uh, playing real well. Helped Kansas City to ten points at halftime. Keenum uh, managed the game quite efficiently. Um, they had to sort of hold on. I just made make sure there was no pick six or uh, anything at the end of the game when Denver was driving down. But that was a solid play. They were covering the entire game, so uh, yeah. plus six was a winner. That was a win. They managed the game to cover, but they really should have won that game. That overthrow of Demarius Thomas, like everything towards the end, that was. Very strange. We had the Chiefs in uh, one, one of these uh, specials we do with the the props. The Chiefs were listed a couple weeks ago. What is going to be their lowest lowest output in, in terms of points in a game? They put the over under at seventeen. I thought yesterday or sorry Monday was the type of game where they could score under seventeen. And brother Bry, you had <laughs> you had Mahomes over two hundred ninety five yards passing or something. I think he had like ninety halfway through the third quarter. But that, I, well, yeah, that, it's that hard to bet stop was them. great because yeah. the, the awesome thing about that was is I think they were on, I think they were like 60-something yards from scoring on that last drive. So I was like, he's going to have to 
I think he's going to have to throw a touchdown essentially and get all 65 yards to cover the 295 and a half. Mm-hmm. But there was a 15-yard penalty and a 10-yard penalty like back-to-back. So that helped him get – I think he got like 80 yards on that drive. That really started at the like the 40. Right. Yeah. Se- he had a second and, second and 20 or a second and 30, Second right? and 30. Yeah. I mean, I commented that I, – I think like forget about risking injury. If a team converts a second and 30 without <laughs> the benefit of a defensive holding or pass interference, like just send them to the Super Bowl. That's, that's the team that's going to win it anyway. Uh, they look really good, the Chiefs. And I know everyone said they look good last year, but Alex Smith is no Patrick Mahomes. That's a special player, and I'm going to be looking to trade him in a fantasy league that I'm 0-4 in. But whatever, that's a different story. All right, listen, we're ha- we're a quarter of the way through the season, four weeks in. I want to go over the Offensive Rookie of the Year choices. There's a few. It's bounced around a little. I think, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Darnold was the favorite going into the season. Is that right, Brother Bry? Yeah, he not he was yeah, he okay. Was so as it stands uh, now, Baker Mayfield had that great game against um, I don't know who they oh, the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where they switched places. So Mayfield's first at plus one twenty five, despite turning the ball over four times last week against the Raiders. Uh, Darnold's second at four to one. Calvin Ridley is six to one. Barkley, what is he? Is he also six he's to also one? Six right, to one. Rosen. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's six. He's six to one too. Rosen and Carryon Johnson, who all of a sudden looks good, is fifteen to one. Tony Michelle also, uh, all of a sudden looks good, fifteen to one. And then Cortland Sutton, guys like that, thirty to one. Josh Allen. Uh, all right, so let's go through these. Parlay kid, who do you put your money on? Is there any value in any of these guys? Good question, Sal. Well, Thank here's you. the thing. Back <laughs> right after the draft, mm-hmm. I told everybody. Take Calvin Ridley at forty to one. Mm-hmm. Right after the NFL draft, I thought he was a perfect fit for this Atlanta team. Uh, now down to six to one, I think we just said. Yeah, uh, I'm not loving the value so much there. But the bottom line is, is this kid going to catch fifteen touchdown passes this year? Mm-hmm. I really not so uh, so. If I'm sold on that yet. Julio Jones has got to catch something soon, so I'm not sure if the value is there. Sony Michelle though, Sal, at fifteen to one. Yeah. He went over 100 yards. I mentioned a couple weeks ago the Patriots needed to incorporate him into the yeah. offense more. And now at 15 one, look, this guy could end up with over 1,000 yards rushing. Right. Uh, maybe be the difference maker for this team. And maybe that's going to get him some votes. I think that's maybe where the value is here. Yeah. Uh, other than that, obviously, you know, Mayfield's got a lot of pizzazz. He's got a lot of flash about him. Uh, I think people like that. And, you know, if the Cleveland Browns win three or four games the rest of the way and they see a lot of improvement, I think people might jump on his bandwagon. So there's a lot of different ways you can go here with this offensive rookie of the year right now. Yeah. Sony Michelle 15-1 isn't bad. I think if they used him correctly, they could have beaten the Lions. For some reason, the Patriots were the only team who wasn't able to put up big numbers on the ground uh, against the Lions this year. But uh, it it should be pointed out, Parley Kid, I know you want to toot your own horn, giving out the Ridley in the beginning of the year, and you drafted him, and then I think you came on the podcast, said he's rookie of the year, and then the spit wasn't dry on your lip, and then you you dropped him, right? In your fantasy team. <laughs> well, I did sell in one league I dropped him. I have him in my other league, though, Sal. So, okay, all right. You know, yeah, I did, but I did drop him, and Brother John picked him up, which makes it even worse, right? Oh, so, yeah, Brother John. That's, that's like a double whammy with that situation. Right, we may that's, have to have Brother Sal, John on. I do have the best team in the in the I know. fantasy right now, anyway, I, I hardly needed him. 
Parlor Kid has, has 17 Rams on his team. He's going to be impossible <laughs> to beat. All right, uh, Brother Bry, which way are you going with this? All right, so you remember last year. I mean, every week it changed. So yeah. you, I, there's really no value at Mayfield plus mm-hmm. 125, so I would not even touch him. I wouldn't think about it. Right. Um, the one I think that does give a lot of value right now is Barkley at 6-1. to one. Like, If you look at it, it says 450 total yards, three touchdowns, 27 catches. I think Ridley only has what? He only has like uh, 16 at the most. Yeah. So we know wide receivers historically don't win this thing. Ridley would have to have – I mean, he stays on pace for like 1,100 yards, and we'll say he slows down a little bit in touchdowns and gets 12. But that's not going to be enough to win Rookie of the Year. He's going to have to get – with this rookie of the year, with this rookie class, he's going to have to get probably at least fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say fifteen touchdowns. But Barkley, it's six to one. I don't know why it's six to one. I don't know why it keeps getting worse because he's bound to have one or two huge games. Yeah. And all of a sudden, his stats—you know—you're going to look up. He's going to have a thousand yards after seven games. You're going to be like, "All right, this guy. Right. This guy should win it." All right. Well, I don't expect uh, Harry, our big Giant fan, to disagree with you. You're going Barkley here, Harry. Yeah, I'm going Barkley too. The brothers both stole my thunder. I took uh, I took Sony when after the draft last year too. I took Sony Michelle when we went over this. I had him at thirty to one. Mm. Get the hundred yard game last week and a touchdown. And they haven't even used him in screens or any passing plays yet. So it could be some big plays for him down the down the uh, rest of the part of the season, especially Thursday night against uh, the Colts. But um, yeah, Barkley overall, he's averaging fifty. Uh, yards receiving a game at six to one. I, yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago he was three to one. So uh, six to one, really good. He's got three rushes of twenty plus yards, and he's had a hundred or more yards combined in all four games, despite an anemic offense and a poor offensive line and erratic play from Eli. He's still putting up the numbers at six to one. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, you know what, Maui Tate? There's two things I hate in this world. <laughs> I hate uh, like a window seat on Southwest Airlines that doesn't have a freaking window lined mm. up next to you, mm. and I hate agreeing with Harry. I don't know which I can't pick out of the two which I hate more, but I am going to have to go with Barkley here at six to one. I think he has 260 yards rushing, three touchdowns, another almost 200 receiving. He could, if you just, and I don't think he's he's broken out yet. If you just multiply these numbers by four, he's at 1800 combined and 12 touchdowns, and that'll be good enough. Uh, I don't know. Bar- Parley Kid, you think Mayfield, if they, if they win six games, you think he's in the consideration? I think they have to do a little better. Yeah, certainly. I just think uh, yeah. you know, there's something about that kid. Yeah. And um, honestly, uh, at least just after we're just talking after four games, I do yeah. like Harry's Barkley suggest. I love it. I think that's a great pick. And we knew Harry was going to go there. Yeah. Um, but not, man, not that not that the Giants uh, are going to win nine games or anything. Like that's that's not the really Giants a consideration. Are, they're, they're straight yeah. up hard to watch. Yeah, like they're not yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. You, know, you know, you know what's terrible about this past week against the Saints? It did seem like every single third down, every third down, uh, the Saints had they completed it for first down every time. But that's oh, the, so that's the Saints, Harry. Don't feel bad about that. That's just what they do. Yeah, wow. and that and that's what the Giants do. They they go third and long, and they <laughs> they bore you to death. They end up punting, but and they're not even using Barkley right. He's gonna win the he's gonna win the offensive rookie of the year, and they're not even gonna use uh, him right. Something, yeah. There's something. I that offense should be much more dynamic. It just should be. You can blame it on the offensive line. They've had years to fix it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's one constant in that. It's, it's Eli. I just right. I don't know. His numbers look okay. But uh, I just there's something about I, I like the box six to one is is a good I, people should jump on that because this kid is going to have the numbers. But 
I just think at the, in the end, um, you know, quarterbacks get it, and yeah. uh, I don't know. They Is Barkley going to break down a little bit behind this team eventually? Uh, I don't know. In the Dallas game, he had 14 catches. 14 I catches, know. and he must have had 20 missed he had 20 missed tackles by Dallas Cowboy defenders. He was amazing. <laughs> How many yards did he have? How many yards? I don't know. How many yards did he have that game? Rushing? Yeah. Like receiving. Combined, uh, he had about no. 130. With 14 catches? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not impressive. That's not impressive, Harry. I, exactly. That's 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 pretty bad, actually. I bet, you know, how many catches? Know, but 14, 14 catches. Yeah. For what? Well, 60 for yards? Yeah. I mean, what, what does that even mean? I mean, uh, well, that's not he had 14 catches. I know, but it's like it's like it's like me throwing to my four-year-old in the backyard. It's a yeah, he's fourteen catches, but he's still standing, right. standing right in front of me. Still, I don't know. Now, I think- Alvin Kamara catches fourteen balls. He's got like hundred and fifty yards. Right. I mean, that's that's the difference. Sal, can I give you one long shot guy to watch? Oh out yeah, for? I was just going to ask you who. Yeah, Naheem Hines. Uh, he's uh, yeah. Well, he, I think he's five. He what scored is he last week. Yeah, fifty to one. Yeah, fifty to one odds. Uh, he, I know he's number three on the team in targets behind Ty and Eric Ebron. Uh, they already have injuries there with hmm. uh, Marlon Mack, who's out. And I think he's got 22, 22 receptions, one hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns through four games. Uh, he's fifty four rushing yards, one touchdown. But he's basically a receiver in the backfield, and he's just a guy that Andrew Luck's going to dump the ball off to. Uh, when he doesn't have T.Y. You know, open downfield. So All right. he's a guy that can get some touches, too. All right. Well, if he can go to the Giants, he can, he can catch 30 <laughs> passes a game. If he could make that switch just now. No, I think uh, uh, Beckham's going to punch Eli in the face. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it already happened, but uh, I think it's I think it's going to. Yeah, everyone's pissed off at him. All right, that's Rapid Fire Props. Uh, let's take a break talk about my bookie. Hey guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks and weeks, and some of you are still watching football from the sidelines. But whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. I didn't even mean to rhyme there. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, my bookie gives you the chance to create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, get all three, you'll turn 100 into 600. Plus, you can bet on all major sports, not just football, like this weekend's MMA. Conor McGregor stepping into the octagon Saturday for his first UFC fight in two years. Will he win straight up or will Khabib deliver a first round knockout? I like Khabib. If you're on the sidelines, now's the time to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you gotta join now because they'll be pulling that offer soon. Log on to my bookie right now and double your money. Use promo code SAL and they'll match your first deposit 100%. That's promo code SAL. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, all right. Now, we're going to do rapid, rapid fire props. So listed on a certain website. You can find them. I'm going to go back and forth. Now, we've done well with these. Uh, Brother Bry, last week, we isolated one. What happens is I ask you guys, there's an existing prop. I ask you what you think the over-under should be, and then I tell you what it is. And when, if we were far off, we usually all agree that, oh, my God, we should jump on this. Last week, the big one we jumped on is, Brother Bry, what was it? Roughing the passer calls under 12? Yeah. Yeah, roughing the passer under twelve, like right? five that was or way something. under. Yeah, there yeah. weren't even uh, half yeah, that. I, think I don't think. Had, yeah. yeah, it was it was so low, and I remember. I think um, I think the Chargers had like two in back to back plays too. Even right, so, uh, yeah, it was almost uh, the, the, the came all the way down the field with that. Yeah, but we uh, so the refs corrected themselves. It was crazy. The Clay Matthews highlights were just driving everybody nuts. So I think they corrected themselves, <laughs> and it's at a maybe a decent place now. Um, I think we did go, though, over – we didn't bet it, but I think we gave it out on the podcast. We went Michael Thomas over nine receptions, and that, 
that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, the Thomas over nine. Yeah. He only had four, and then uh, yeah. the San Francisco one. Yeah, I mean we can't expect him. They got over nine. Isn't it's not in the Giants' backfield, but they uh, he only he only had like five. All right, so I'm going to throw a few of these by you guys, and uh, you tell me. All right, uh, starting with you, Parlay Kid. How many games yep. will go to overtime this weekend, including Thursday night? <laughs> How many games will go to overtime? We'll just this weekend? go to overtime. Not no ties. Not not necessarily a tie, but. Uh Am I just picking a number? Like, is there? Am I giving you just the yeah. the number of games, or like an, a line with it? Uh, no, whatever. What do you think they've set the line at? Yeah, both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. So I'm. Just, that's what I'm saying. I'm setting the line. Oh my God! Uh, We've done this three weeks. This is we're, rapid yeah. fire. We are killing it. <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's stunning. Right, well, any games going overtime this weekend? Uh, no. Minus 150. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm way off. No, it's close. I mean, over a half. So, yes, okay. a yes would be minus 150. Uh, the, okay. the no is plus uh, 130. I don't know. I think maybe. That's not bad. But, That's not bad, though. For the over? For yeah, the over, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, I, I think I'll, I, yeah. I, I might right. do that. All right, let's think like about that. that one. All right, Brother Brian, Mahomes, will he throw an interception? Hasn't thrown an interception yet. This is just the odds. Uh, Okay, yes, uh, yes plus, oh, they play Jacksonville, so yes plus 125. Ooh, yes minus 145. They're expect, Ooh, expecting they it to happen. And by the way, those are basically the odds, and like we say this every week, when the, when the rookie quarterback goes on the road, why aren't, we, why aren't we just betting that they will throw an interception? Who, who was it last week? I mean, uh, you uh, know, Mayfield, yeah. Mayfield, Mayfield like minus throw it, yeah. Throw one. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Rosen has not. I mean, it doesn't even matter with him. Has he gone on the road? Or Rosen, Allen, all these guys have thrown it on the for, for, He hasn't gone on the road. I think Rosen, but no, Allen not, has no, gone yeah. on the road. No, no, no. Uh, Allen's on even uh, even Darnold in his good game threw an interception on the first one on the road in Lions. So we we need to look out for this. But Mahomes is that that number is similar to all those guys I just mentioned. All right, uh, Harry. Will the Ravens allow a second half touchdown? To the Browns, they have not allowed a second half touchdown the first four games. Uh, I think they will. Um, I'm going to say the yes is minus one seventy five. Pretty good. Pretty close. Minus two hundred. That's an interesting one. Nice, Harry. That's a tough one. That's a weird one yeah. to bet. It might just be easier to bet the Ravens or the Browns in the second half after you see the first half, but that's uh, that's good. It's good practice, Harry. All right. Uh, Browns are home. They very easily could be four zero. Yeah. Mm. Parlay kid. I know they easily. They could easily won six games last year. They could have beat the Packers Wait, in overtime. I know, but and I know else. we talked about that earlier of, of what happened in the Raider game. But on that fourth down, when they decided to punt, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Is punt, but. When they originally got spotted, they got the first down. They gave them the first down. If that's the Patriots, that call is not reversed ever, ever. <laughs> I don't. Different. I don't understand. It was the Browns yeah. and it got reversed. I know, but that's the Browns, and I think you, you pointed know. that out. That's Browns football for you. That's why they lose these close games. That's uh, you know, not not that the league is cheating against them, but that fumble was a more egregious call or no call. That could have been a. Right, no, like a fumble, no, that, yeah, fumble that six. Was, that was the bad one. 
the, the fumble call was bad. That was really bad. Yeah, but the, the, this is all you need to know. They're up eight with a minute and a half in the ball, and they lost. You know, even that two-point conversion, right. like that fade route, never really works. And uh, it's terrible. You know, Jordy Nelson Absolutely. clutches it to his chest. And by the way, I thought they could have so looked at bad. that. I, I, I definitely needed him to get that for Brother Brian. I had a cash there. But the way he clutched it to his chest, he let go of it for a second to get his balance back. But they didn't They didn't review that. It, it seemed like he was, uh, was, was going to get it anyway. But uh, that, was a, that was a terrible play call. I don't care if it worked. Yeah, Jordan Nelson. He had no ups on. It was a that was so lucky. <laughs> that is incomplete. I mean, how do you? How can you live with that play? That I was know. terrible. This is how you live with it. Your your, your brother Bry is this team. Let him win a game here or there. Gonna, <laughs> well, let, yeah, one, let me win one. Win one game before they go to Vegas for crying <laughs> out. All right, I parlay kid. While you're fired up, Titans win by exactly three points. What would you say the yes is? Have they won all, all their wins? They must have won all their games by at Buffalo. By, by three. They're at Buffalo. At Buffalo. Is that the case, Harry? They've uh, won all their exactly games? exactly three. Yeah. They must have won all their games by three, right? Oh, oh okay. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So if they've won all their games by three, I mean, yes, uh, plus 350. All right. Good for you. It's four to one. The yes is four to one. Normally, I'd okay. be all over. Uh, yeah, look at that. They beat the Texans 2017, the Jaguars 9 6, and the Eagles 26 23. Normally, I'd be all over the no, which is minus 700. The yes is 4 to 1. Yeah. I think the yes might be okay here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they could blow anybody out. And this could be one of the games where the Bills cover, and it's just a three point, you know? Then, then you're rooting for a kicker. I don't know. I don't know if four to one is worth it, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go with the minus there. All right, uh, all right, brother Bry. Here we go. Earl Thomas. They actually have odds on this or a line. Over under. What will he get charged? Tate, I want you to think about this mm. too. For uh, giving his sideline the middle finger. What's his fine? <laughs> oh, uh, how much? Uh... They didn't give that out yet. They didn't find him yet. I guess that? not, because it's still it was up like an hour ago. So, yeah, I'll say uh, uh, fifteen grand. Okay, Tate, what do you think? I'm gonna go twenty five grand. All right, brother. Brian. What, fighting's like thirty three grand or something. Something weird like that. Like sportsmanship's like fifteen grand. I don't know. They have all these weird oh. numbers. For all this stuff. Who was he giving the finger to anyway? I still, I'm not really. They clear said on the that. whole well, sideline. It yeah, didn't, it didn't seem fair. Yeah, no one, gonna... no one, everyone was saying that it was different people, and it was like, oh, I don't know. It seemed just more of just the overall, like you know, f this, I'm yeah. out kind of thing. Well, Bavada has it at twelve thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you both said over. Brother Bry was closer, but um, that seems to be in the ballpark twelve twelve to fifteen thousand. I'd like to see them find him a million dollars, and then he could see be like, see, this is why you so sit out because these fines are astronomical, and you know this is why you have to get as much as you can out of the contract. Oh, what a mess! How is that guy not a cowboy? All right, Harry, are you next here? You're next, right? Ridley, will he lead the NFL in touchdown receptions? Now he has six right now. He, he leads. He leads right now in touchdown receptions. Like you guys pointed out, Julio Jones has zero. Mm. Infuriating to fantasy I owners. Think, I think this has got this. This, is, this has been insane. I mean, I, he's he's got a touchdown pass 
in his last four games. Uh, he had in that you know the games for the Falcons. He had one in the championship game for Alabama. Um, he didn't have I'm one week say, one. Uh, he wasn't even on the field against the Eagles in that yeah. Thursday night game. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I am going to. Uh, I'm going to say the yes is. I'm going to say the yes is five to one. Yeah, only plus three fifty. Mm. Wow, wow! As Darren mentioned earlier, you know, it's got to go. It's got to go to Julio Jones a little bit sooner or later. But uh, yeah, right. Yeah, even something else. Tate, what are and you? And their defense gonna... is terrible. Yeah, their defense I know. Stinks, that, that, so that's, gonna... that's also it. Yep. They have those corners out. They're so much fun, though. They're the most fun team. Uh, th- this game against the Steelers is really tough. Like, this this could be a, a loser-leaves-town match because they have a little bit of a break schedule-wise, the Falcons coming up. But 1-4 in the NFC South is is really tough. I mean, Steelers could grab a, a, a six seed with nine wins, potentially, but the Falcons will not. Hey, Sal, on rapid fire last week, just getting back to uh, <laughs> Earl Thomas, Yeah. Wasn't that a pro- wasn't that a bet last week if he would be on the Cowboys or not? Yeah, that's right. Or, or, yeah. or, or by the end of the yeah, season? If he, if he would be on Seattle by the end of the And it was a plus, right? Yeah, so Yeah, right. Yeah, we could have got plus we should have bet it. We could have got plus money. Uh, yeah. Man. All right. Uh <laughs> How many rushing yards Will Mark Ingram have? He's back from suspension, first time. They're uh, home Monday night against the Redskins. Parlay kid, what do you think? Well, I have Alvin Kamara in fantasy football in one of my leagues, so there you go. I'm hoping it's not too many. <laughs> Let's say the over/under is fifty-four and a half. Very close, forty-seven and a half. All right, you got to bet everything on the under or the over, right? You said it. Yeah. That's about right. I don't know yeah, what they're going to do true. with these. I wonder. I have Edelman in a league. I'm 0-4 in a league that I, I bid on Edelman and Ingram. And I'm like, ah, all I have to do is be 2-2 two and two and I'll be fine. So those guys get back. I'm 0 freaking 4 <laughs> I'm trading Mahomes in that league. All right. Uh, here's an interesting one. Which one of you guys wants to talk about the Packers? Mm. Tate, that's you? No, right. no, no. Not at all. No, Just, you said you made a noise there. I don't know what you're doing. That was a pass. Not like an Aaron Rodgers pass. Well, like, the oh, Packers. Well, pass. the Packers make the playoffs. It's just a simple one. What's the yes, Harry? What do you think? Minus mm. three forty. What? Wow. No. Packers make the playoffs. Minus three forty. I think it might be the plus at this point. I'd say. What do you guys think? I'd say minus one fifty. Bry. Yeah, uh, that sounds Still about the Packers, right. Like minus, Aaron Rodgers, minus, yeah, I would have said like minus one forty. Well, it's even, Harry. Nice. It's wow. Even to there. make the playoffs. Wow. Harry, Maybe you got to bet that. So you ha- you have to bet that, Harry. Then. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you have to bet it now. You must. <laughs> There's no not betting it. So far off. All right. I think. Uh, so what do we like of that? Mahomes wow, interceptions, close overtime. Maybe bet an overtime. Do we like that? Overs minus one fifty. Yeah, I like that. I'll bet that one. That, those are those are like the fun props. All right, let's endorse today. the overtime. Yeah. Packers make the playoff. What, what's their record now, Tate? Are they wow, two, two one, two, two, one, two, one, one and one? Yeah. So they're at the Lions. That's basically a pick 'em. And then they get Niners, and then they have like a tough little. They have yeah, uh, I know Rams, Patriots. Well, nothing's Dolphins. easy. I mean, the yeah. Bears are good now. So yeah. Vikings, um, they almost beat them already. Uh, Ridley. They do have the Rams and Patriots back to back on the road. Yep. 
Yep, and then the Vikings right after that again. I might put a little on Titans win by three just because it's funny, but I do like the overtime uh, over a half. I don't think it's going to happen the Thursday night game, but that could be fun. Bet for the weekend. All right, let's switch gears. Major League Baseball. I know these guys are dying, and it, as the clock strikes five uh, Pacific here, the A's warming up against the Yankees. We have two Yankee fans. Actually, Tate, three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're uh, sorry, excuse for Yankee. <laughs> I don't watch wild card games. Yeah, no, you I'll wait till they're actually you're skipping this. <laughs> Yankees wild card against the A's. Brother Bry, brother Darren, the parlay kid, and Tate are Yankee fans. Harry and I would like to see them lose. Although I want them to see them win this game. I want to see Yankees, uh, Red Sox for sure. Uh, I bet the Yankees also on lock it in today. Um, but let's go. Let's first recap our futures bets. Bry, go through yours real quickly. Okay, so I had the Brewers over 83.5. That one's so easy. They had 96. Yeah. I had Otani under 10.5. You only had four. One because of that injury. Yep. I had uh, J.D. Martinez under 39.5. Uh, he sucked and cost <laughs> me uh, some money. He had 43, so I lost on that one. And then uh, we did a pod like the middle of the year where we gave out one future that we liked, and I gave out the Indians uh, halfway through the season. Indians plus 750 to win the AL. So that's that's not looking too bad. Nice. All right. All right, Harry, did you do anything uh, worthwhile? I had one winner. I had uh, Charlie Blackman over 175 and a half hits. Uh, despite him being injured at the beginning of the season, I think he wound up with 182. I think you actually liked that one and bet that one yourself, Sal. Um, I uh, I did have, uh, like in the middle of the season, like Brian said, I had Seattle at 4-1 to one to win the West. Uh, pretty bad. Uh, I'm, well, you know, I gave that pick out and uh, – Stuff was going on with King Felix. He had his issues. And that's when uh, when I gave that out, that's when Seattle started tanking and when Oakland started getting <laughs> red hot and Seattle blew the wild card as well and lost the vision to the Astros. Uh, I had the Phillies under 78 and a half uh, wins. Now, that lost, but Philly did keep it interesting for me by losing 29 of 39 before winning the last two games of the season, and they wound up with 80 wins. And my uh, blockbuster, yeah, uh, my blockbuster loser was Robbie Ray at 20, 20 to one to win the Cy Young. Oh, uh, you don't bad know that yet. Round. You but don't I'm know bad, that. I'm bad. And I mean, he had control issues all season. He was injured at the beginning of the season, and the beginning of the season he was he had he had two wins, and then he had two starts where he went four and two thirds innings. They won the game. He didn't get the win. Then he got injured, and it was never. That's Robbie okay. Ray. That, that wasn't even close. It's fine. You don't have to go over individual games. <laughs> it's like the 30th best picture. But, uh, <laughs> Parley Kid, you had some winners, right? Yeah, I, I thought I had two, Sal. As it turns out, <laughs> I only had one. Um, I, I, I'll give you my losers first. I had Carlos Correa over 295 batting average. I thought last year coming off the 315 average, mm-hmm. even a drop of 20. Points was still when he had a terrible year. He hit, hit in the two fifties, injured a lot. Um, wow, a little disappointing. I thought this guy was ready to really make like an MVP type of March. Uh, really regressed this year, so that was a loser. I had my boy, or not really my boy, uh, my Yankee, Sonny Gray over eleven and a half wins. Here's the question: <laughs> How did this guy even win eleven? He was a loser. But how did he even win 11 games? He was terrible this year. He was the Robbie Ray of the New York Yankees. (laughs) Okay, no doubt. That's harsh. That's pretty harsh. But the one I hit on, I was perfect on. Cleveland Indians, under 94.5 wins. 
I actually said they would win between 90 and 92 games. They were at 91, and I still said they would finish with a double-digit um, <clears throat> double digit, uh, margin in terms mm-hmm. of uh, the next closest team behind them. Uh, kind of hit that one right. I knew they would coast. They coasted this year. I'm gonna give you uh, gonna give you them in a little bit on another bet here. So All right, okay. I'm, kinda, I'm still liking the Indians. I'll go over mine uh, real quick. I, I did well. I had Giants under 81 and a half yep. wins. I think they finished 73 and 89 or something. <clears throat> I had Beltre. Uh, he had 15 home runs. Pujols. He had 19 home runs. I had both of those guys under. I like taking the older players under because eventually. Uh, something happens and it doesn't it doesn't click anymore. Of course, there's injuries and brother Brian will tell us about that. Pools was under 24 and a half home runs and uh, Beltre was under 19 and a half home runs. So I won that. Uh, I had the Dodgers to win the division. That just happened like a, a like three hours ago. I feel they needed an extra day. That was plus 125. So uh, oh, and I had Lindor for MVP 38, 272, Not good enough in a in a league that has uh, Mookie Betts in it. But overall, I gave out winning picks. But Brother Bry, again, like football, you look at these 400 props, you're best off just going under, right? We looked at it. I couldn't even yeah, look at we, it. because we, it really, just, we say it every time we get yeah. the list. Even recently, we got a list of NHL uh, player props. We really should just t- go under because I didn't look at it individually this time, but I would still say probably 65%, 70% of the – Major League Baseball props went under. If you look at it, it's yeah. under, under, under. It's amazing. But like you were saying, like the Pujols, Beltre, they look so easy. But there were other players, too, that they had home runs in the 25 range that those guys finished with like 12 or they right. barely even played. Yeah, so sure. every year we got to just – we uh, next year I really might just take every bet and just bet it under. All right, let's do that. Let's do Even uh, I think Stanton was 43.5 for the Yankees. Yeah. And Judge was 39.5. Obviously mm-hmm. Judge was injured. They both went under. The home runs are uh, just in general. I think all go under. I think the, the the there was will someone. I bet this will someone hit fifty home runs. I said no. I had to sweat out Chris Davis at the end there, uh, the good Chris Davis with the K, not the not the Orioles one. But they, uh, I think he had forty eight going, uh, forty seven going into the weekend. They hit one over like Saturday night or something. But yeah, all these home run Sal. totals probably under. Yeah. Now, he, speaking of that, did he just hit one? Did he just hit one? Oh, and I, I know it doesn't mean much. <laughs> yeah, but what are the chances this guy Davis hits two forty seven for four years? That's in amazing. A row? That was the best. That's like a guy with over five hundred at bats. That's like a statistic. How does that happen? That's almost impossible. I showed Todd Furman, the geek of all geeks, on <laughs> uh, Lock It In that stat, and he's still going crazy about it. He couldn't believe it, and that, and, it's mind-boggling. and they, they took him out right in the middle of the game just, just to <laughs> I don't know crazy. if it was to do it, but they, they he was at two forty seven. <laughs> right. I don't think he got his last plate appearance uh, Sunday, but that that was fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he better not hit 248. That would, that would be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> Just keep it going. Harry, your career softball batting average is 247. Too, so it's such a coincidence. So it weird. really is. I know. That's true. <laughs> All right, Harry. Harry 450 don't... upstate. 247 with you guys. The, the, mm. the air is different in Oswego. <laughs> Harry's like Jason Hayward. Once he gets the pressure on him, a lot of people watch it and it doesn't quite work yeah, out for yeah. him. <laughs> great, great practice player, well, though. Like Jason Alexander, I think. <laughs> uh, Harry, give us your uh, your best MLB future bet. There's games going on all over the place. It's hard to uh, pinpoint these, but do you have a best bet for the MLB playoffs? I'm going to take the. I'm going to I'm going to roll with the Rockies at plus one forty five to win the best of five over Milwaukee for the National League Divisional Series. Uh, 
Rocky showed grit after losing to the Dodgers and going to Chicago and nobody gave him a chance. Manager Bud Black did a great job during the regular season. And, I mean, last night, what a magical job he did. He had like six double switches last night and it worked out perfectly for him and the team. Um, they have pitching. They, Kyle Freeland, I mean, what a job he did on short rest last night, six and two-thirds of four-hit ball, no runs. Uh, obviously, he won't win the Cy Young, but deserves some votes. Uh, pitching in Denver, he had 17-7, he had 200 innings. Marquez had 230 Ks for the uh, Rockies, and the bullpen is solid. Not offense. I like to roll the dice with the Rockies versus any team when you got Blackman, Ornato, and Story. They, the three combined for 104 home runs. Uh, they're solid on offense as well. Now, I, I know the Brewers are very talented. Yelich is MVP. Kane has playoff experience, and Jesus Aguilar put up big numbers. But I just don't like the Brewers in the role of the favorite. They have not been in the playoffs since 2011. Uh, so if Colorado gets a split in Milwaukee, head back to Denver, the place will be crazy. Give me the Rockies at plus 145 to beat the Brewers in the mm. divisional series. I mean, you say you don't like them in the role of a fair. They, they don't have to cover any spread here. They just have to win their home games. No, but it's a different role for them. They're not, the, the Rockies are the darlings of the National League, I think, more than the Brewers are going to be. All right. Well, these darlings are exhausted because they've played in four cities in five days. And I think they tank that first game for sure tomorrow. But by the time you're listening, is it'll be probably today. But uh, I think they're they're screwed up for two games, actually. And... Um, they used six pitchers yesterday. And like you said, Freeland was on three days rest. I think they're going to be a little bit of a mess. I'd be very surprised if they took a game in Milwaukee. In fact, I'm taking Milwaukee plus 260 to win the National League. Now, here's how I look at it. Plus 260 is a significant number for you parlay players out there because if you take a two-team parlay, right, Brother Bry, isn't it plus 260 yep. at even odds or minus 110? So. I think the Brewers being the favorite, even though Harry doesn't like that so much in the first series, which I think they're going to wrap up against an exhausted Rockies team. If they play the Dodgers, I still think they'll be favored. And if they play, because they have home field advantage, and if they play the Braves, they'll be a pretty substantial favorite. And Craig Council is the manager of the year. They have tough outs all around. Yelich, obviously. Travis Shaw, you have Ryan Braun, Lorenzo Cain. Shoop is a tough out. All these guys, and pitching-wise, they're like six best in the majors. ERA, get they're underrated, three seven five. Now the Rockies hit the lefties, uh, so Wade Miley and Gio Gonzalez, they're going to use them sparingly. But I like uh, the Brewers to win this, uh, wrap this up pretty early, and then uh, and then beat up on the the Dodgers, who I think are overrated. So that would be my pick, plus two sixty, uh, Brewers to win the pennant. Parlay kid, where are you jumping at it? So I'm going to take the Indians to win the American League. Mm. Uh, and, and be in the World Series, Sal. Uh, as I mentioned to you before, I've been on a little bit on the Indians this year. I think, uh, you know, you got four power pitchers. So I think the first staff ever to have four starters strike out 200-plus batters each. Mm. Uh, I think in the playoffs, this is always a stat I look for. Power arms. The Astros got them, too, and so does almost every team really that's left. I just think the Indians do it a little bit better. They've been waiting for the playoffs all year. They've kind of, maybe some people might think it's hurt them. Maybe they've walked through this season, cruised to a division title. They are primed for this. They got two young, dynamic players in Lindor and Ramirez, who I think are both fantastic, are going to rise to the occasion. I think this team, Sal, even over my Yankees this year, Mm. I think we're going to see the Indians in the World Series. 
Wow. What are the odds? Plus 450. Plus 450. Yeah. Plus 450. I feel like they're, overlooked, the they're overlooked a little, but there's something to be said. I don't know if it's yeah. good or bad about beating up on a bad division all year where the Yankees had to turn around and Red Sox also. They had to play each other. Uh, like I'm talking about the Brewers here. The Cardinals and Cubs were good all year. This is It's it's interesting if you could sleepwalk to a, to a pennant or to a division title and then and then just turn it into another gear for the pennant. But the Indians plus 450 might be good value. Brother Bry, what do you say? All right, Sal. So I'm actually sticking with you on this one. So I'm going with the Brewers plus 260. Slightly different reasoning. I mean, I do think, I just think there's a lot of value at the plus 260 because, like you said, they're going to be, they have home field throughout. They've been great at home. They're 51 and 30, right? Mm-hmm. They've been the hottest team in baseball. They've won eight straight, 20 of the last 26. They have the type of players you want in Yelich and Kane. Uh, guys, you know, Kane who has a ton of experience. Their bullpen was fantastic with Hader and Jeffers. But the thing is, when I look at the value here, by getting plus 260, they're one, minus 165 to win the first series, which means you're getting them at plus 125 to win the NLCS, which yeah. I think if they're at home, they really shouldn't be an underdog. So... I think just there is great value, especially, I mean, that's plus 125 being that they face the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. If they face the Braves, geez, you're getting, I mean, that value is fantastic right. because they'll probably be like minus 200. So uh, that's that's the reason I love the Brewers, though, plus 260. I think there's a lot of value there. Harry, wait till you see this Brewers crowd tomorrow. They're going to be on fire. They don't. They don't care that they're favored or not. They. That's. I think it's the first time since 2011. They're. They're excited to be there. Right. And they're. You know. They're playing. Playing over their heads, maybe. But I like them. I think they have the most talent in, in the league. Uh, th- that cover everyone. But what uh, Tate? You don't care about this, do you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I you know I I care a little bit but uh, you know slowly but surely I, I'm waiting for the Yankees if the Yankees win this wild card and we get right. Yankees Red Sox then I'm going to be fully invested but like I said uh, I I'm not going to get my hopes up because uh, you know how, wild card games are the worst that's all I, I got to say that's all I can say <laughs> he hates wild card games. yeah I hate wild card games I should say that we should also we should all root for the Brewers too because we used to play softball with somebody who's kind of high up in that organization so no that's we right root for the Brewers that's right yeah go. That's right. Okay, good. I'll root for the Brewers anyway. Uh, Tate, it's funny. Tate, what's what's uh, more insignificant for you, a wild card game or a play-in game for the NCAA tournament? Oh, definitely a play-in game. I mean, at least the wild card is like the. Okay. I mean, that Cubs game was you know last night. It was fun for right. about you know from like the top of the eighth until about the eleventh, and then it just got kind of sad. Uh, but you know, yeah, it, 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 play-in games are definitely the worst. All right, good answer. I, was, I wasn't trying to trick you there. That's it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dayton. Ohio. Our teams have won the World Series before. Hey, the parlay kid went to Dayton, Ohio. That's, you know, to claim the fame. They host those games, right? Yeah, true flyer, the parlay kid. There you go. Heck yeah, you know it. All right, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling made-up gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. We were watching the uh, the Ryder Cup all weekend. We're mm. texting each other. And these guys wake up earlier than I do because they're on the East Coast. But I was I was trying to keep up. I woke the earliest I made was five forty five, and I was like, "This is crazy," because I know I'm going to be watching college uh, football all day. I'm gonna, I'm going to be a wreck. But it was a lot of fun, and it got us talking. Which U.S. team do you root hardest for? Now, here are the odds. You might you might want to add one uh, yourself. The field is five to one, but you could take the Ryder Cup team three to one. Olympic hockey, let's say men and women, seven to two. Olympic basketball, five to one. 
Uh, the World Baseball Classic. That's a little underrated. I think six to one. Uh, gymnastics, men, women, eight to one. World Cup soccer, nine to one. How about uh, how about Wilder over Fury? Throw a boxing ma- uh, match at you, twelve to one. That could be a fun one. Um, let's start with you, Parlay Kid. Which one are you going with? <clears throat> Sal, I flip flopped a little bit on this, but Sal, I'm not. I'm just. I'm going to take the field, and I'm taking USA wrestling, Sal. I'm not talking about Bob Backlund versus the Iron Sheik. I'm talking about some of the toughest and most underrated athletes you will ever see, from Dan Gable to Cale Sanderson to Jordan Burroughs, who suit up for little money and fame and wrestle for the love of country and competition. So any time an American wrestles against, against international competition, yeah. I'm bleeding red, white, and blue. Take the field. All right. USA wrestling. I like that. I think I think he's crying a little, Tate. What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, I know. It's good. Got him, I, it's passion. Got I, emotional. Yes, I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> True patriot. All right, brother. Right, uh, put your put your brother in a half nelson. Pick him up a little. What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a little recency bias here for me, but I'm definitely going with the Ryder Cup. Like, yeah. I have gotten into golf pretty big over the last few years, but this is like the first time I really got fully into the Ryder Cup, and I couldn't believe how great and intense it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever gotten so mad at foreign players in anything. Like, mm. we were going back and forth. I, I wanted to punch Ian Poulter in the face so badly. Yeah. You know, the guy's celebrating after every hole. I, I will say, especially the match play. That match play on Sunday mm-hmm. was fantastic to watch. Yeah. I, I wish we could see more. I wish we could see more of it, but then you lose the mystique of it. But right. you know, Ian Poulter, I said I wanted to punch. But then right after that, I was like, no, Rom, I want to punch. Or Molinari, I want to punch. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I just thought it was it was so great watching that. Maybe because Tiger was in it. I, I don't I, I think- don't know why. I just... I just loved it. You have anger issues. You want to punch somebody. How about Tommy Fleetwood? Another one who, who, who we liked, actually. I like Tommy Fleetwood. And then he's doing all the celebrating. Didn't really do a lot on Sunday to help his team out. But uh, no, but I'll no, tell you what. I, I was going to go last, but I'll, just, I'll jump on there. Yeah, the Ryder Cup team. And a lot... I have come to love golf, watching golf and betting on golf. Betting on it has a lot to do with it. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Uh just in the last few years, Harry's been doing it since he was like nine or ten years old, betting on golf. But I love it so much, and I almost so much, Brian, it makes me think, like, I wish there was a casino game that I could all of a sudden love in the last few years. You know what? Instead of getting our, our heads handed to us in blackjack every time we go out there, I wish there was a casino version of golf where, oh, my God, in the last few years, I've just started betting it and loving it. I think the key to this prop, who do you root hardest for, is the celebration. So it's nice. Harley kid with the wrestlers because they put so, so much time, so much commitment physically yep. and everything. But the celebrations, you want these guys to celebrate with you, and no one does it really, I think, like the Ryder Cup. And then to hear that DJ and Kepka are fighting on a plane. Mm. My God, that's great. And then just like being able to strategize, like, oh, should they leave Phil home or should they send him? A... There's just so much to it. Should have left it's him fun. home. Should have left him home. Yeah, he's got to stay home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got to get his wife like a spa package or something and tell him about it later. Uh, DJ Kepka uh, fighting. Uh, Harry, what's the line on that? Boy, Kepka's just uh, built so solid. He's mm-hmm. got to be a favorite. Uh, maybe 240. Yeah, I thought like 260. But DJ's a big man, too. Big man. Be interesting. Yeah, right. DJ is uh, huge, too. Yeah. Yeah. DJ is yeah. D- also from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, so he's got no problem getting dirty. <laughs> he might stab him or something, you know? You never know what will happen. 
DJ O. Dayton went to Coastal Carolina. You know that. Well, Trust me, Harry. I got a lot of people that yeah. went down there. They will stab somebody as well. All right. Well, he also he also <laughs> lives next to baby my agent, babe James Baby Doll Dixon in Jupiter, Florida. Baby <laughs> lives right down the block from me. Um, all right, Harry, you're going to ruin this for us. But so go ahead. What, who who are you saying? I know what, it's not what, even what, worth even mentioning anymore. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, the Olympic gymnast an eight to one a shot. I mean, uh, being obviously once every four years, it really makes it special. The 2016 team. Uh, the women's team with Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, Allie Rasmus. That was just something else to watch. It was must-see TV. Um, and I also feel like it's a, it's a passion for Americans, but then not just for a sport for men, but a lot for women, too. And it, it's, it's like must-see TV for families, families bonding, watching the, uh, the, the gymnasts. I think it's just one of those things that Highest rated, everyone right? is excited for yeah. during that time when the Olympics come around. So I'll go with the Olympic gymnastics. Who's your favorite, Harry? Who's your favorite of all time? All time. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Mary Lou Retton. She was great when we were growing up. That was amazing. All right. I'm surprised you didn't you go Dancing with the Stars, Harry. <laughs> yeah, she's not do that. No, she's doing well. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. you didn't go couples uh, figure skating. Mm. Honestly, I thought mm. that would have been more your bag. Uh, Tate, what do you have? You have a thought on this? Yeah, I, I was gonna say Olympic swimming. Uh, just swimming. Oh yeah, yeah. I always, you know, the 2008. I'll never forget Phelps because I, I felt like that was like something written out of a movie that was playing out yeah. in front of everyone. And then Mark Spitz, obviously, you know, my mom is a big Mark, Mark Spitz fan, so I always heard that. But what do you mean, obviously? She's like, we're supposed to know that. <laughs> obviously, your mom's a Mark Spitz fan. Well, I mean, you grew up in that era. I mean, how could you not love oh, Mark okay. Spitz? He's a legend. So it's the same thing with Phelps. Uh, Ryder Cup is my favorite of all time. '99 was the first like time i remember watching that team when leonard made that putt it was uh-huh. i was like six years old and was going crazy and thought it was the coolest thing ever but i got a little jaded in 2012 in medina uh when they came back and won and you know they were you know polter and all those guys were talking you know that shit so yeah uh you know it, it was hard for me to watch this year just because i knew i knew the u.s is going to lose that's the hardest part about the Ryder cup when they play over in europe you pretty much have to come to terms with they're going to lose which is uh, i like to win as an american so usa swimming all right there you go um I don't. I don't know what the swimming. I, I don't, maybe it's just because I, I didn't love. I don't love the guys that win sixteen gold medals in in three days. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's unfair. But yeah. Phelps and everybody. But uh, it seems like our training program is a little bit more advanced <laughs> than most of the other countries. Yeah, it might be. It yeah. might be. Uh, all right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, let's dip into our mailbag here. We're looking for submissions for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. There's been some controversy over the last uh, entrant. We all unanimously voted him in. Harry was exempt from the process because he uh, he's being punished for a, an offense early in the year. He asked, uh, we, we, we were going to Vegas, and he asked, what's in Vegas? So that's a uh, shame, shame, shame on you, Harry. But anyway, Cousin Sal against all odds at Gmail. Dot com. Write us if you have a submission for the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. Tell us the things you've bet on, how long you've bet, uh, the things you've, you, people you've lied to to place a bet, to pay off a bet. We want to hear all about it. And we don't have any good submissions this week, but I do want to read this from Dylan Foster. What's up, Sal? My name is Dylan Foster. I've been listening to you guys for almost two years now. Big fan of the show. I live in Brandon, Manitoba, Canada, and I was born in Winnipeg. I was listening to your best bets for this upcoming NHL season, and I was pretty excited when I heard Harry mention Winnipeg until I heard him absolutely butcher our young star Patrick Liney's name. It killed me. He just kept saying it over and over, Patrick Lane. So I was hoping you, Sal, could help me and all your friends north of the border in publicly shaming Harry on the next podcast. I'd be happy to. His name 
is Patrick Liney, not Lane. And if he's Harry's best bet, he should probably learn how to time say out, his name. Time out, time what? out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. So that was Parlay that Kid. Was Parlay. Parlay, Who was Parlay it? Parlay Kid. What do you mean? Oh, it was really? Me. It was Parlay Kid. Oh, it was, it was Parlay Kid? Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Harry, Harry, you're blaming everybody. Everybody's got it wrong. <laughs> it's one of, you, one of you bald guys. I don't know. <laughs> Harry, just take it, huh? Yeah. Come on. This guy writes a letter. I take everything else. I might as well take that. All right, Harry. Great just take yeah, Come that's on. right, Harry. I Harry got you back. Okay, so let's continue. If Harry's best bet, he should probably learn how to say his name. <laughs> if you could let him know, that would be great. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Love the pod. Thanks from all the Manitoban listeners. So there you go, Harry. Line, learn his name, okay? Listen, I learned my I learned my lesson from the European soccer. Remember? So yeah, that's right. That's getting right. that spelled, getting that city wrong. All right, we'll figure it out. Also, um, it would be funny to just listen to us pronounce hockey players' <laughs> names because you know yeah. how badly we. I swear them. to God, I pick teams based on what I'm going to have to say on the podcast here. I was like, okay, uh, does anyone have a Mark Jones on the roster? Because that's who I, I want to talk about here. Uh, just real quick from Ian Epstein, our buddy at uh, Prop Swap, he says, "Hey Sal, the other day we sold the ten to one Bengals to win the AFC North ticket at new odds of plus one seventy, meaning the seller quadrupled his original bet amount only four weeks into the season." I was texting with him, asked what inspired him to originally make that bet at 10 to 1 before the season. And you know what he said? He got it off of our podcast, wow. the NFL preview podcast. So I just thought you'd like to know people are already cashing in on your picks. Hope all is well, Ian. All right. Well, all is well, Ian, except Harry. I don't know about that last outburst. But anyway, uh, send us your notes, cousin Sal against the odds at gmail.com. And uh, we're looking for a degenerate gambler, gambling hall of fame. Entry, so throw them in. And now let's hear from ZipRecruiter. Hey, you know what's not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash O-D-D-S. ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. All right, we're back. Against all odds. Sharp Tank. This guy's all hit last week. Now, it was said that this was the first time this happened in 53 weeks. I find that hard to believe. Although, you know what I think happened? Like, I was involved in the betting, so four of us had to win uh, last year. I've bowed out, and I'm just picking from one of your three, and we're going to do it again. We're going to start. Well, let's start with the hot hand. I mean, everybody's hot, but no, no one is hot as the parlay kid. What do you like? Yeah. Yeah, so, look, man, this week uh... – the dangerous week, I feel like this. I was hoping to give out like a real big, you know, big winner type of parlay. But looking at these games, I just think, you know, you look like for example, this Falcon Steeler game. Nah. Could you even make a call on that no game? Way. Like, could you even? I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. I feel like there's a lot of those type of games this mm-hmm. weekend um, that that worry me. Um, but I'm going to still give out a pretty good parlay. Uh, that's going to play uh, plus 226 here, Sal. So, 
So we talked. We talked a lot about the Browns today. We got the we got the Ravens at uh, minus one sixty five, and I'm going to be taking the Ravens to beat the Browns. Uh-huh. This seems to me. I think the Browns now traveling back from the West, a game they probably should have won. I think any rookie quarterback is always going to struggle against a Ravens defense. They just seem to be so fundamentally solid. They're better than I thought uh, offensively, the Ravens. Um, I'm not sure if this game is going to be even too close. I think the, the, the Browns might have a little bit of a letdown this weekend. I know the, the Ravens are in a little bit of a uh, short week, um, but I like them to win that game at minus 155. So I also like the Rams, minus 360. Look, until this team, the Rams could go out and play a C-minus game here, and I still think they could beat the Seattle the Seahawks if they played an, an A-plus game. I think they just have that much more talent. Uh, they're rolling. They've got just some – there's just a good you know, vibe around this team. They seem to just enjoy each other. Okay. So I really like them, even at minus 360 and Sal. At minus one seventy, I'm taking the Texans over <laughs> our Cowboys. Yeah, um, I think I think the Texans look at this game. This, for some reason, as a Cowboy fan, I just the Texans to me are going to get really up for this game, where it just seems like Jason Garrett's Cowboys don't really seem to really get up for too many games. No, but I think for the Texans, this game means more to them than the Cowboys. They want to show that this is our state now. This is our time in football, even though they're off to a pretty miserable start themselves. Cowboys defense has been very good rushing the passer. They're going to have a much harder time getting to Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think I think the, the Texans win this game. And so you take the Texans, Ravens, Rams, that's a plus 226 parlay, Sal. All right, listen to this, Money man. Money line parlay. He's red hot. He doesn't lose. Ravens, Rams, Texans. Plus two twenty six. Uh, all right, let's hear you, brother Bry. I went with you three weeks in a row. All right, let's try and make, let's make it four. So I'm going to go with Florida State plus fourteen at Miami. Look, this line keeps going up and up and up. I think you know it was like eleven or twelve. Now it's all the way to fourteen. It just seems way too high. I feel like this should be like this should be this line should be like ten or eleven. Look, Florida State hasn't been very good, but maybe they found something late in that game against Louisville and that comeback win. I mean, historically, this game is always close. Seems that way, right? Mm-hmm. Florida State hasn't gotten blown out to them since 2001. That's the last time that they didn't wow. at least play pretty well in the game. Here's just a stat for you: the underdog is 13 and three in the last 16 in this series. I haven't been. I know Miami's four and one, but I haven't. I'm not super impressed with them either. I mean, last week I actually thought. I mean, they blew UNC out, but I thought they didn't even play that well. I mean, UNC <laughs> was just that was one of the worst. Tate's games I've here. ever seen a team play. Sorry, Tate. <laughs> no, we're but, ready. We're uh, ready for I a just, new era. I'm not <laughs> wow. But, not, but yeah, not super impressed. And in, in a game like this, where this is this is such a big game for Florida State. You know, this is what they're getting up for for the. This is their game for the year. This is the game they're getting up for because they're not doing anything else. Fourteen is just way too many points. All right, Harry. What do you like? Well, I have hit. Three in a row, looking for four in a row, and I'm going back to college after two weeks of the NFL, and I'm taking the Florida Gators plus three, buying the half. The line's two and a half. I'm going to buy the Gators 
to plus three. They're minus 105, so to minus 115, Florida plus three. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I explained how Texas got their head coach they wanted in Tom Herman. Well, I think Florida got their guy in Dan Mullins. Uh, the Gators and, and Mullins pulled out an emotional win on the road last week versus the team that he coached for last year, Mississippi State. I think the energy will continue into this week. The early season loss to Kentucky doesn't look as bad anymore as Kentucky is still undefeated. Mullen at Mississippi State beat LSU last year by 30. Uh, Florida has had tight games of late versus LSU. In 2013, they lost on the road by 11. In 14, they lost by at home by 3. And in 15, they lost on the road by 7. In 2016, the game was postponed due to Hurricane Matthew, which gave last year and this year home games for Florida in the Swamp. LSU pulled out a one-point win last year. This year, Mullins doesn't allow a two-game home sweep in the Swamp and stops the losing streak. Florida wins the game 26-17. And I'm giving out the score again, considering last week as my best bet when I gave out Denver plus the six. I did say Denver would lose the game 27 24, they lose 27-23. Dead on last week, three in a row, make it four this week, Florida, plus the three by the half. Yeah, but you, half. you also said Patrick Lane when everybody knows it's it's lining. <laughs> oh, I know. So, yeah, you know. Uh, you know, you got you to gotta mention the good <laughs> and the bad. Uh, Harry, I'm going to tell right. you, you, you've been hot, but uh, I'm going to pass on this, and you should be happy because I can't win an LSU bet for or against. So, um Good, good luck to you with that. You now have a chance to win because I'm not jumping on it. Um, and also, I've had enough of the SEC. Clay Travis talks about five SEC games on a Monday and then another four on a Tuesday. He talks Missouri more than anybody. Oh, <laughs> enough. I can't believe it already. Missouri. Missouri over on the Missouri game. Yeah. Brother Bry, uh, FSU plus 14. I think they're one in four against the spread, Florida State. But they have found some offense, and I know this is a big game, and they don't usually get – blown out. But listen, I'd be stupid not to jump on the parlay kid here. He's just so so hot mm-hmm. now. Plus 226. Ravens, Rams, Texans. Uh, Ravens and Rams seem easy to me. Uh, I get what you're saying. Seattle's best team right now couldn't beat the Rams. Uh, Ravens, I'm, I'm listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my gut here that the Browns suck and uh, the Ravens are going to win that. And the Texans, although we're not going to be rooting for that, I guess we are now going to be rooting for that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is is Jason? Now I'm thinking like Jason Garrett can't win two games in a row. That that's how that's where my right. head is Seems right now. Like that. Yeah, right. he can't put together a game plan to win two in a row. And I think Zig was let loose against a, a like a porous oh, Lions yeah. defense. He's not having that same type of game this week. No it, way. It can't be the same. And Prescott's not going to be able to throw for like what did he throw for two fifty five last week, which mm-hmm. is a that's a breakout yeah, game. Many for of them the, to even Zeke though, but yeah, so. right, exactly. So I'm with the Parlay kid. Ravens, Rams, Texans. Parlay plus two twenty six. He's he's rock and roll red hot. Right four four in a row. Four in a row. Add him up. It's about twenty six to one. Sal. All right. So, now listen. There you go. We're saying goodbye here. Now send some of this luck, uh, John Glenn football's way here. There's a rough loss last week, right? Uh, rough one last week. Look, we got a bounce back game coming up this week. We're going to be okay. Where are you? Uh, yeah. We're what? home against uh, East End uh, Greenport, Sal. So All right. I think we're going to be totally fine back on our home field. Uh, we haven't lost here in a uh, couple of years. So, okay. Although I have to say the field's a 
some mud pit right now. Boy, oh boy. Is it's, it? Uh, it's bad. Not in good shape. Oh, no. But uh, you can reach me at the Chalk Tucker. At, at the, the Chalk, Chalk Tucker. Tucker. So. All right. Parlay Kid's got like seven or eight sons that play in this uh, for the varsity team. But uh, but one, it's a quarterback. He runs. Is he going to be able to run in the mud? What are we going to say? It's, What's the overrun? We're going to have a couple couple dry days coming up. But if you know this John Glenn Field, Sal, it, uh, it doesn't recuperate so well. We've had a lot of heavy rain. And right. It really... Uh, there was a game on it today, with JV, and um, it's a mess. Yeah, you got you guys lost. Kyle you lost last. But Brother Bryce said you took it well. I'm proud of you. You're either getting better or it was. No, I'm fine. Listen, yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> whatever. They they what are you gonna do? You got to get beat up. You get beat up. That's it. Harry, you going? Uh, Kyle over sixty six and a half yards rushing. Darren says, though, so, tough week last week, but still rebounds. All right. I'm going over. Okay. I'm not going to bet against the okay. kid. All right. I'll, 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 lay the one for, I'll lay the 140. There you go. <laughs> I think we play each other in fantasy, it, too, uh, Parley Kid, right? Do we? One of us plays each other in fantasy. You and I. It's you and I, yeah. so I believe. Who are the we Rams play playing? Seattle? Oh, forget it. Yeah. He has like 70 <laughs> points from these Rams. Uh, Brother Bry, you gave out your college picks on Twitter. Not so hot, right? Holy <laughs> yeah, they were terrible. So Matt D, brother Bry, I was running hot after uh, the first couple of weeks. I was 0-4 last week. I couldn't hit. I started off the weekend really good just in my normal bets with the Army and uh, West Virginia, and then I think I got, like, every other college game wrong. So, But you somehow I won money on the NFL and yeah. I won for the week. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the fight this weekend. McGregor. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gonna be uh, fantastic. Uh, I still, I'll probably give out my pick on Twitter for this fight, uh, but I still just keep going back and forth. I feel like this is a fight I this cannot. Is so tough. I feel like I can't get it right. Whoever I go with, I can't get it right. So I might just do uh, some over under around stuff. I know it's at two and a half right now. And I think what do you like in that style? To, to not go the distance, it's minus three sixty. Todd Furman gave that out on uh, locking in today. Um, that that seems like that seems smart, but. Oh, is this one of those things where forget about the fight itself? Uh, is it just stupid guy uh, Conor McGregor money coming in here, and that this should be minus two twenty, or do you think that number is right? Um, I think it's I think it's about right. I mean, that line has held steady for a while. I, well, at first I thought it. Yeah, I, th- I think it was more like minus two hundred early on. Mm-hmm. I think more and more money is going to come in on Conor. Obviously, I think once you get to once you get to Saturday, but right. I. I was all over Khabib winning this fight uh, six months ago. Now I'm not 100% sure. I mean, McGregor can definitely set some traps. and I mean, he could definitely easily knock him out. I've seen Khabib hurt before, so he could definitely knock him out. That's why I'm just, right. I just don't think I can get this right. Maybe the training, the conditioning doesn't matter as much, but Khabib's last two fights went the distance. I, I don't know what kind of shape Conor McGregor is in. I know he tried to beat up a bus and did well there, but I, I don't know. Paul A. Kidd, you're going to bet this? You know, Sal. I uh, boy, oh boy. I don't. I don't think I'm going to be betting this. I usually right. like to bet the UFC, uh, no mm-hmm. matter what. But this, um, I really don't know. I'm, I'm really clueless on this fight. I'm really clueless. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know who I'm rooting for. To be honest, listen. With you, stay I within your stuff. At least you're, I'm going to root you're, for. You're betting and winning your parlays. You don't need to branch off. You're, you're allowed to. You're allowed to watch that's this. That's kind of how I feel. That's that's kind of how I feel it, right now. This there's, is going to be a great there's fight. No need. To, Pittsburgh, Atlanta will probably be come down to the last possession. You don't have to bet every game, guys. 
I mean, you do. I but, just you know. feel like just they're going to enjoy yeah. it. That's it. Harry, uh, what are you doing? Harry, tell us real quick. It, it's always tragic, but it's funny, too. You lost. A lot of people have tuned out by now in the Ryder Cup, but... It just doesn't. It just uh, the the snake getting snake bit left and right doesn't end. I mean, I don't. This wasn't a snake. This was like an elephant bite. Uh, I mean, uh, to 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 save face for the week and uh, and early uh, before football on Sunday, uh, I had a fourteen parlay uh, matchups and three were in, and then then I had a and with uh, Europe already winning, I had to stretch out like seven holes of. Uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau over Alex Norin, and I had to wait it out, wait it out, and I had a two-stroke lead after eight. But anyways, it comes down to 18, and for at least a push, uh, he hits an unbelievable, Bryson DeChambeau hits an unbelievable second shot, so he's, he, he's conceded the hole. He's got the win there, except for if Norin hits his 50-foot putt. It was 50, uh, right? I'll yeah. lose. Right. Yeah. So you're, oh, I mean, I mean, you're staying to win a couple, and it's about standing to win a couple hundred bucks. You you risked like forty or something, right? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was about a two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars swing, yeah. and uh, he not <laughs> only did he made he made a call just like with about <laughs> seven feet left. I knew it was in. It was just perfectly dead on, not moving. The ball was just perfect in line, and I. All right. After, All right, I'm sorry. You, you sort of jinxed me a little bit, but that's okay. I did. I'm sorry. What did I say? No, I said you might. You got a shot. That's what I said. I didn't say you got, you got this. Got a shot. Oh, yeah. got, got a oh, shot. It's okay. Didn't have a shot. Too bad shot. he had a stroke. Uh, I mean, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. <laughs> Not even to catch that. But anyways, you know. By the way, Salah. Yeah. What were you more pissed about over the weekend? Uh, Dallas losing by one late to Detroit, or Caleb Sturgis for the Chargers uh, missing three kicks when Sturgis. you need that money line? Yeah. Or or, uh, or or losing to me in fantasy by twenty seven points. I, I mean that was a dumb thing because you know you could take credit for this, but you and you you know pretty sure the Cowboys won, Harry. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah, what won. What the hell are you talking about, Harry? Well, they were down one oh, late. Okay, that's well, what I'm saying. Right. In Harry's mind, they lost at the okay. time. Yes, well, you're gonna right. lose to Detroit at home. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, at the time, Michigan was losing to you know whatever. I can I can go back and forth, but the, so the Browns really are four zero in your mind, Harry. I like yeah, it. I know. This is a crazy mind he's carrying. <laughs> I don't know, Harry. You said you know. Panthers this week, buddy. You, you, you claim to look at our history, our uh, our fantasy history. You devour that information on 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 the on the app we use, but um, and then you think it's like the most important thing. Your matchup against me. I'm hearing Case Keenum, Case Keenum, Case Keenum, and you ended up starting um, what's his name? You started the, the Vikings quarterback Cousins. Cousins, and he puts up like four. You're like, oops, I didn't even mean to start him. So I don't know what well, to think I, with this. In fairness to that, I was running around. I had, Ken had me doing a lot of stuff on yeah, Thursday, right. and I just didn't even pay attention. And uh-huh. I had cousins in my lineup, so Thursday night game, I couldn't pull. Uh, I couldn't pull Keenum in because I was too busy doing stuff for Ken. Right. You know what else? You know what also you didn't pay attention in the draft because let's listen. Let's look at. I, I know everybody hates fantasy talk, but you have to look at Harry's receivers here. And he got lucky because one of them had a a decent game. I'm going to read these off. I don't know how you think you're going to win or do anything in this league. Well, why don't you just tell us, Harry? Because now, now I'm looking for it. Uh, well, Corey Davis did, had a bust out game last week. Okay, you had one guy do something in four weeks. <laughs> I got Corey Davis I, on I his got, bench. Uh, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Lockett, who pulled out a win against right. the Parley, uh, when I pulled out a win against uh, the Parley kid. Right, his only loss right. of the season. All right. Uh, I have uh, I have Cole for Jacksonville. Bad. He's been bad. <laughs> uh, I've got Crabtree who hasn't done anything really, and I've got both uh, Cleveland receivers. I got Landry and Callaway. Been, Landry's been fine. That's terrible. That's and awful. Not to mention tight ends. I have Kelsey and 
I have Cook of Oakland, who's been who's been as good as anybody tight end wise. That is so bad for receivers, though, right? Like, who was your first receiver you took? Landry. He took Landry, Landry. in the third right. round. Landry is early. Landry in the third round. That's good. That's two wow, touchdowns. So hey, but right. I did pick up Bernard, started Bernard instead of Fournette. Now All that's right. a solid general manager move right there. All right. That was mostly Ken who made that move. Yeah, though, yeah. your boss Ken is calling the shots for sure. Boss Ken. All right, Harry, where are you? <laughs> A.A.O. Harry? A.O. Harry. And, and Tate is back from Hawaii. It's great to have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be back with you guys. Tate, where can people listen to you? Uh, GM Street, Tuesdays and Fridays with Michael Lombardi. Unfortunately, not here on the West Coast, but he'll be uh, back on the East Coast in New Jersey, so that'll be great for all those shows moving forward. And then One Shining Podcast, myself, Mark Titus. Mark Titus gets to Los Angeles next week. Nice. So it's all happening. It's all love happening, Lombardi, so. love Titus. And where, where are you on Twitter? At Tate Frazier. Follow there me there. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we're going to do an NBA preview. Well, that's for the following week. But listen, we're going to Brooklyn the week of October 15th to the 19th. All these guys are going to be there. We're at the BAM Theater um, so come by and say hi. Don't ask for tickets. Just hang out outside, and maybe you'll get to see one of us. Not Tate, but the degenerate trifecta and I will be there. I think we're all going to be there Tuesday. Harry, were you told that you're going? I, I may have ruined the surprise there. I was. I was you told were. I was going. Okay, I was told to not tell you you're <laughs> going, because you. and the quote was that you get too lazy um, when you hear about a, a vacation too far in advance. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so about right. There's many things I could say. I'm just keeping my mouth shut. All right. <laughs> that's, 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 that's smart, Harry. Keep Don't your do mouth that to your shut boss. and email yep. us yep. at CousinSalAgainstTheLodds at gmail.com. Lock it in Monday through Friday on Fox, although Thursday and Friday we're airing after the Brewers-Rockies game. So we're going to be on uh, prime time, I guess. We're getting on right after the Brewers-Rockies game on Fox 1. And watch Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight and every night, 1135. We're going to be in Brooklyn, October 15th. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Maui Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Patrick Liney, Harry. Perfect. <laughs> na, 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 na.